Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Babb III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. If you don't have it, it's on your screens. The Bible says, I still have many things to tell you. Somebody say, this is Jesus speaking. But you can't bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all. Somebody shout all. The truth. For he will speak, not speak on his own, but he will speak whatever he hears. He will also declare to you what is to come. 
He will glorify me because he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. I think that's good news, y'all. Jesus here is speaking of the Holy Spirit. And in verse number 14, he said he will glorify me because he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to minister from this subject this morning, the instruction of the Spirit, the instruction of the Spirit. So good to see you in the house of the Lord, Miss Ozer, this morning. One of the saddest tragedies for many believers is that although we house the Spirit of the Lord, many of us fail to heed the Spirit of the Lord. Y'all know that the, the Spirit is housed within us, but a lot of us don't heed the Spirit. That's a, that's a sad tragedy, y'all, that we have this Spirit indwelling in us, but many of us don't um, 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 heed to the instructions of the Spirit. Many believers watch this with, that are, are content with the spirit of the Lord living in them, but are unwilling to listen or be led by the spirit. We're, we're content to say that we have God's spirit in us, but m m many of us don't want to live for the spirit. Many of us don't want to listen to the spirit and many of us don't want to be led by the spirit. Watch this for many believers. The Holy Spirit is a roommate with no rights. Many of us have a roommate with no rights. Somebody say, I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. Watch this. That means for many, and we sung this this morning, and I want y'all to hear me and hear me good. I don't believe God does anything by coincidence. We desire the Spirit's presence in our lives, but not the Spirit's proclamation. He can be there, but just don't speak to me. We desire the Spirit's presence in our lives, but not the Spirit's preferences, because I've got my own preference say a roommate with no rights and watch this we desire the spirit's presence in our lives but not the spirit's persuasion uh, we don't want to be led by the spirit you can be around me you can be in me but I don't need you leading me uh, we we like his presence watch this but not his preference not not his proclamation and not his persuasion we want the Holy Ghost as long as the Holy Ghost does not teach us guide us or better yet instruct us and watch this beyond treating the Holy Ghost like a roommate with no rights many believers fail to understand that if the Holy Spirit dwells in us he must also have dominion over us we don't give him the dominion that he deserves. If he dwells in us, somebody say he has dominion. And listen, I never say anything that I just think sounds good. I want to give you Bible. Watch what 1 Corinthians 3 verse 16 says. But do you not know we love to put this scripture on those that like to sleep around and do all of that. But that's not the, the real um, um, meat of what God is trying to tell us here. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and the spirit of God dwells in you? In other words, it's the place where God's spirit has ruled. If he's going to rest in me, then he has to also, somebody say, have rule over me. But many of us want the spirit to rest on us, but we don't want the spirit to have rule over us. Did y'all just hear what I just said? We want the spirit to rest upon us, but we don't want the spirit to have rule over us. But God says the very place that he dwells, somebody say, he also has dominion. Some of y'all are taking rights over your bodies and over the God, God's temple that don't belong to you. So when the spirit of God, watch this, when the spirit of God begins to speak to us, we want to negotiate with the spirit. Somebody say, I don't have those kind of rights. 
when the Spirit of God begins to tell us to do something, we want to justify the reason why we don't listen to the Spirit. Somebody say, I don't have those kind of rights. If he, watch this, if he dwells in me, he also has dominion over me. Watch this. I, I'm going to say this and y'all ain't going to like this. But watch this. Um, more than rights, the Holy Spirit has rule. So that means whatever um, preferences, whatever persuasion, whatever proclamation that the Spirit speaks of all our lives is not up for discussion. He has dominion. So hear this. When we fail to receive instruction from the Lord, watch this. Really what we're doing. We're in rebellion with God. Watch this. And his spirit. Somebody say, I'm in, I'm in rebellion. See, y'all don't like that. We, we think that we can just talk to God any kind of way when the spirit tells us to do something that we can just negotiate with God. But really, watch this. You're at war with God. Because he has rule. Somebody say, he has rule over me. Uh, the sad reality is that we have many believers in rebellion with the spirit that resides in him. I don't want to have a roommate that I'm in rebellion with. And matter of fact, we got to get that word roommate out of our out of our um, vocabulary because really he has rule over where he dwells. Somebody say, I ain't got a say in that. Oh, y'all don't like that this morning. You may not like this, but many are at war with God. And watch what the writer of Hebrews warns believers with these words in Hebrews 3.15. Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. It's rebellion to be unwilling to receive the instructions of God, spirit. And here's the more sad reality. Watch this. Many of us know how to rationalize our rebellion. Y'all heard what I just said? Somebody say rationalize. Y'all, I I need to make this plain because I don't think y'all hearing me. The spirit tells you to leave him, but you say you love him. Somebody say rationalize. Uh, when God has already told you to leave his behind, you just say, God, you don't know how much I love him. And really, you're in rebellion with God. See, y'all don't like that, but I'm making it plain this morning. So I'm going to say rebellion. The spirit says that's a cult, but you say you love your church. So I'm going to say rationalize. Oh, the spirit says, watch this. Don't sow that seed. But you say you don't know God. They spoke into my life. Somebody say rationalize rebellion. Watch this. Many of us do that when the spirit of God speaks. We know when he's speaking. We know what he tells us to do. But we want to get into negotiations with God. And really, you think it's all good. God, you don't understand all of this. You don't know all the background information that I have. And God is really saying you're trying to rationalize your rebellion. Y'all love to rationalize rebellion. Uh, Stop rationalizing rebellion and readily receive the instruction of the spirit. Watch this. It's important to note that void of the instruction of the Holy Ghost when the impartation and the inheritance of the Holy Ghost will always be in vain. Remember I said this that I I talked about that there's this impartation from the Holy Ghost. And I also talked about this inheritance from the Holy Ghost. But watch this. If you don't have the instruction, all of that will be in vain. Somebody say in vain. How, How do I know it will be in vain? Because void of instruction, you will always neglect the impartation. No matter what God does deposits in me, I won't know how to use what God has deposited in me void of, somebody say, instruction. And watch this. You will always negate the inheritance if you don't have, somebody say, instruction. 
This is why the Bible says that obedience is better than sacrifice. And the inheritance has already been laid up. But if you don't follow God's instructions, you'll never receive the inheritance. So it does not matter that this stuff has been laid up. It does not matter what's been imparted into you. If you do not, somebody say, have instructions. This is why the Lord declared this in the beginning portion of Hosea 4 and 6. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. In other words, void of the instruction of the spirit, we deny the work of the spirit in our lives and we're subject to be destroyed. That's a dangerous thing, y'all. Void of, void of this instruction, we deny all that the spirit wants to do in my life. And watch this, I'm subject to be destroyed. Because remember the reason I have power, somebody say, is because of the Holy Ghost. Ah, you're subject to be destroyed. What a sad tra- tragedy. I believe there's too much at stake in the life of a believer if we fail to receive the instruction of the Holy Spirit. So here's the critical questions we've got to ask ourselves. Notice this. Why do so many believers reject the instruction of the Holy Spirit? Why do so many believers find themselves in rebellion with God? Because they do not receive the instruction of the Holy Spirit. Those are some critical questions we got to ask. And see, some of y'all ain't even know you was in rebellion. But some, tell your neighbor, look at them, say you in rebellion. See, we don't like that this morning. Here's what I believe. I believe that many believers are full of pride. Somebody shout pride. In other words, we don't want anyone, let alone the Holy Ghost, telling us what to do. Uh, so the reason why many of us don't receive his instructions, somebody say, is pride. The other thing I believe is procrastination. Somebody say procrastination. In other words, many of us are fearful of letting go of what we de- deem as control over our lives. Nobody wants to be that vulnerable with the spirit. That means I've got to let go of all my agendas, my schedules, how I think I need to connect the dots. Somebody say procrastination. So I believe it's pride. I believe it's procrastination. And here's the other thing. I believe we fail to understand the purpose of instruction. Somebody say shout purpose. So the Holy Spirit has instructions for our lives, but those instructions are attached to purpose. I believe many of us don't have a good grasp of that purpose. But I believe our foundational text cures all the reasons I've mentioned. I believe it'll cure pride. I believe it'll cure procrastination. I believe it'll cure our inability to understand the purpose of these instructions. I believe, watch this, when we are secure in the purpose of the instructions of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we find security, or better yet, peace. Removing pride and releasing fear in order that we might receive the instructions of the spirit. When I know why my wife wants to do something and then I get a level of revelation concerning it, it gives me a level of watch this peace. It removes pride. Well, I ain't got to feel like I got to be in control. It, it removes my ability to operate in procrastination. I'll move a little bit more quickly. And then I have a level of understanding of the purpose around what she said, why we need to do what we need to do. And it's the same way with the spirit. Many of us don't understand why God says certain things in our lives. But if we could understand, somebody say the purpose. It'll cure all of those things. It'll cure all of those things. And and watch this in our foundational text. We find Jesus giving his disciples wisdom concerning the future work of the Holy Spirit. That's what's going on in the text. Jesus is still on the scene. He hasn't been resurrected yet, but he's trying to prep the disciples. Somebody say prep the disciples. 
And one of those works of the spirit that he reveals is instruction. He says, when this Holy Spirit comes upon you, you'll receive instructions. He said, you'll be guided into all truth. He reveals that after he leaves them, that there will be a learning that is necessary for them, for them to have the ability to endure the journey that is ahead of them. Did y'all catch what I just said? Once you get saved, there's some stuff you're going to need to learn to be able to endure the journey ahead. And many of us think because we get saved and because we got God, everything's going to be okay. But somebody say, I need instructions. Because I've been so used to navigating this world and this journey in a worldly mindset. God says, I've got to reframe your thinking. And the only way that I can reframe your thinking, somebody say, is by the Spirit. So he said, he tells his disciples, this, I know you've been walking with me. I know you've been seeing my example, but somebody say it's not enough. Uh, you need a spirit. So watch this. Your pastor is not enough. Your, your, your prayer partner is not enough. Sometimes I need the instruction of the spirit. I know your mama was on the missionary board. I know your mama was on the prayer line her whole life. I know you've got an example, but he says it's not enough. I'm going to have to give you some instruction that's going to help you navigate this journey. Somebody say called life. It's going to be some, some stuff that your pastor can't tell you. Somebody say I'm going to need the spirit. And this is what Jesus was saying. I know I've been walking with you. I know I've been teaching you, but you're going to need the spirit. Uh, and this is why many of us fail on this journey called life because we don't receive instruction from the spirit very well. This learning will be only made possible by way of the instruction of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to challenge your theology. I know you know the Bible from front to back. But if you do not have the instruction of the Spirit, that Bible knowledge means nothing. Did y'all catch what I just said? I've got folk that's sitting up in churches today that know all kind of Bible, but don't know how to navigate the issues of life. So I need God's spirit to give me revelation concerning the things that I see in this word. Because this is how folk, watch this, get deceived by the word. Because they don't receive instruction. Somebody say from the spirit. Oh, I need the spirit. Because watch this, Pastor Keith can seem all nice and all well put together. And I could be saying some stuff that's in the book. But if I don't have his spirit within me. Somebody say, I ain't going to have enough instruction. Oh, well, this is why we need the spirit. And if we can be honest, there are some things on this journey that no prayer partner can instruct us on. No parent can instruct us on. Not even a pastor can instruct us on. We need the instruction, somebody say, of the Holy Ghost. Therefore, this morning, just as the disciples gleaned wisdom concerning the instruction of the spirit, my prayer is that we can glean wisdom as well. So that we can endure this journey that has been set before us. So here's what I want us to do. I want us to examine a text. I want to give us some understanding about this purpose of the instruction of the spirit. Notice what the first verse number 12 says. I still have many things to tell you, but you can't bear them now. Remember, this is pre-resurrection. I need y'all to understand this. Some may not like this, but much of the failures that we endure in life are not due to our lack of power. It's due to our lack of preparation. It ain't got nothing to do with power. It's because you were not prepared. Somebody say, get prepared. Ah, because the enemy, watch this, he does not prevail over believers because they have no power. I need you to understand this. Somebody say, I've got power. 
is not the re- that's not the reason that you failed. That's not the reason that he took you out. That's not the reason why you feel like you lost some things from the enemy. It's not because of lack of a power. Because remember, I shared this. As long as the spirit of God dwells in us, somebody say, I got power. Oh, you've got power. Therefore, watch this. The enemy prevails over believers because many believers are not prepared. It makes no sense to have power but not be prepared. Watch this. To use that power. And many of us are not prepared. Tell your neighbor, get prepared. Watch this. The enemy desires the unprepared believer and the enemy devours the unprepared believer. When he's seeking whom he may devour, he's looking for the one that is unprepared. He knows God's spirit dwells in you. So he, he watch this, and I said this, that, they, that the, the demons tremble at the very thought of God's presence. So they're scared of the, the spirit's presence, but what they're not scared of is the unprepared believer. Because they don't know how to use his presence in their lives. Watch what the text says in 1 Peter 5 and 8. The Bible says, don't get power. They don't say all of that. It says, be sober. Be vigilant. Watch that's not that you need more power. Y'all know how many conferences we got talking about the power of the Lord. This, the power of the Lord is. You got churches called power this and power this. I already got power. I don't need, I need to know how to use the power. So he says, he says, be sober. Be vigilant. In other words, be prepared. That, that word means that you need to be on alert. You, you, you've got what it takes to fight the enemy, but I need you, watch this, to be prepared. Because the Bible says he's seeking whom he might devour. Anybody ever watch Discovery Channel and all that stuff with the animals? Lions will attack those that are unprepared. Those that don't sense the enemy's presence in their lives. And here's what the spirit comes to do. Somebody say, prepare me. Oh, I need the instructions of the spirit to prepare me. Somebody say, I got power. You got power. Somebody shout that strong. I've got power. Because it's not that we don't have power against the attacks of the enemy. The power means nothing if you are not prepared. But here's the good news. The instruction of the Holy Spirit comes to prepare you. And this is why Jesus declares this in our foundational text to his disciples. Watch this. Prior to his crucifixion, prior to his resurrection, and prior to the outpouring of the Spirit. He says, still, I have many things to tell you, but you cannot bear them now. In other words, they were not ready to receive what the Lord wanted to share with them. And watch this. Jesus was also saying, it's not my role to share with them it was the Holy Spirit that would proclaim and prepare them for their journey ahead. Why is this significant? And I said this, it was pre-resurrection. It was pre-crucifixion. It was pre the outpouring of the Spirit. Because watch this, the Spirit of God will always prepare you before he points you in the way that you should go. Now that's good news to me, y'all. Before God sends you on assignment, watch this, he always prepares you for it. Before God puts you in a circle, I know that you've got to take this leap of faith. And many of us get so scared about the leap of faith. But God says, if you listen to the instructions of the spirit, I will already prepare you for this leap of faith. He'll never send you anywhere that he does not prepare you. 
But here's how we get prepared. Somebody say it's in his instructions. Here's what I'm going to do next week. I'm just trying to lay out the purpose, but I'm going to set us up to how we now receive the instructions. Because some of this sound good to everybody, but some of us probably saying, I don't even know how to receive his instructions. Uh, somebody say, I'm going to teach that. I'm going to teach that. So, so hear this. Maybe the reason, watch, I, I need us to see something. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 through 17. The Bible says all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. Somebody say the spirit of God. And it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete and thoroughly, somebody say prepared, for every good work. So he's saying that, that by the very spirit of God that I might give you instruction to prepare you for every good work. Everything that God has called your hands to touch, he says, I'm going to prepare you. But it's going to, somebody say it's going to require instruction. It's going to require instruction. It's the instruction of the spirit that prepares us for the work. Watch this. That has been prepared for us. Did y'all catch what I just said? It is this instruction that prepares us for the work that has been prepared for. Somebody say there's a work been prepared for me. I think that's so critical to understand that there's a work that's been prepared to you, prepared for you. So maybe the reason that you struggle with the work that God has assigned to your life is because you failed to receive the instruction that the Spirit has appointed for your life. Your work that has been assigned to your hands, I don't care how what you may deem as small, somebody say it's, it's been given by God. If you're struggling with that, then maybe you need to assess, have you struggled or failed to receive the instruction of the Lord? I'm not saying that it's not going to be this leap of faith. This, this whole journey that God has me on with pastoring, I'm not saying it's easy, but I also know that I've been prepared for this. The reason that folk give up on stuff, watch this. The reason that folk give up on marriages is because they do not believe they're equipped or prepared to handle the endurance of the journey that has been laid before them. Somebody say, you've been prepared. You ain't going to give up on stuff that you've been prepared for. So I've got to sit my behind down and say, God, I know she's getting on my nerves, but prepare me for this. Give me your instructions so I don't just throw in the towel. Many of us give up on stuff. God is saying that I've called you to do this and you give up on it, not knowing that the, the, the spirit is sitting there waiting to instruct you for what has been prepared for you. Somebody say, I've been prepared for this. So watch this. Many of us have sung the lyrics, but we don't live it because we fail to allow the instructions of the spirit to prepare us. How many of us have sung, Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true. If we're going to sing it, we have to live it. Because that instruction, watch this, is intended to prepare you for every good Oh, that's good news, man. This means your instruction from the Spirit prepares you, watch this, for the work that has been assigned to your hands. He prepares you. Watch this. Not only that, the warfare that attempts to attack your soul. Somebody say, the Spirit prepares me. Watch this. I'm going to say something that's going to be kind of controversial. You ain't got to go to no spiritual warfare class. Somebody say, the Spirit will instruct me. Here's why this is so critical. 
Because the warfare assigned to your life is personal. So you can take all the classes and they can prep you, they can get you ready, they can give you some strategies, but I need if it's gonna be if the warfare is gonna be personal, I need the instruction, somebody say to be personal. This is why you can't talk to all kind of folk about what you're going through. And this is why some folk don't understand what you're going through. And you're trying to get some level of understanding of why my life is like this. And the, and the spirit of the Lord is saying, I'm going to prepare you for the warfare that attempts to attack your soul. Oh, that's good news. And watch this. And the walk that God appoints for your life. This is why some folk think you crazy because of what you're trying to do. But this is why you don't really get mad when folk don't support you on the journey. There were some folk that I thought was going to be me be with me when I started pastoring. But I had to remember that the spirit was trying to instruct me. Ooh, that's good news to me, y'all. I hope this helping somebody. Oh, that means the instruction from the spirit. Watch this. Ooh, y'all got to hear me and hear me good. The instruction from the spirit prepares us both for what the enemy has prepared for you and what the Lord has prepared for you. Did y'all hear what I just said? The reason why this instruction is so um, critical in my life, because it prepares me for what the enemy has prepared for my life. And the reason why the enemy takes us out, because we're not prepared for what the enemy has prepared for us. Oh, Lord, I hope y'all hear me and hear me good. And then he also prepares us for what the Lord has prepared for us. That's good news. That means the plan of the enemy in my life will fail when I'm prepared. The reason... The reason that his weapons um, that are formed against us won't prosper, somebody, is because I'm prepared. Somebody say, I'm, it's because I'm prepared. That's the reason why they won't prosper in my life. But I promise you, if you ain't prepared, somebody say, they're going to prosper. They're going to prosper. Yeah, they're going to prosper. And even more, the plan of God for my life will be fulfilled when I'm prepared. And this is why we must hear and heed the instruction of the Spirit of God. Because it prepares us for what is ahead. That's good news. Somebody say, it, it prepares me. Somebody say, it, it prepares me. All right, now let's look at verse 13a. The Bible says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. I need us to understand something. Our pursuit in God should always be to come to perfection in God. That, that's my real pursuit. That as I start this thing called um, um, life with God, my pursuit should be that I find myself perfected in God. So I'm going to say I want to be perfected. A lot of y'all don't want to be perfected. Y'all say it, but y'all don't want to be. Watch this. This is why we're monitoring Hebrews 6 and 1. Notice what the Bible says. Therefore, leaving the discussion of elementary principles, somebody say instructions, of Christ, let us go on to perfection. So I ain't talking about on, in glory. Somebody say, I'm talking about right here. I'm talking about right here. This text reveals that it is the principles or instructions of God that moves us towards perfection in him. Yet here's the sad reality. The reason why we still have so many believers that are still immature in their walk with God is because many believers haven't graduated in their instructions from God. One of the saddest realities is that I've witness people that I've been in ministry with and I'm, when I say in ministry that they've been walking this thing called ministry out whatever you want to deem that as and they still the same way like you, you still struggling with praying the Lord's prayer 
you're still struggling with going and praying for somebody. And I'm like, you're still struggling. Oh, y'all don't like that. You can't still be. I don't want nobody who comes to this church to be one way today and still that same um, um, way three years from now. Somebody say there should be some level of growth. And watch this. Folk get titles and still ain't grow. Y'all ain't like that. They elevate them with titles and they still have not grown. Somebody say the devil is a lie. I don't need you with no title praying over me and you still ain't grown. In other words, what do I mean? You still haven't heeded instructions to reconcile with your brother? Somebody say that's elementary. You still haven't heeded instructions, watch this, to make your request known to God? Somebody say that's elementary. So when you can't get an appointment with the pastor, you fall out of the race. And God says, if you don't want to be anxious for nothing, make your request known unto God. We got folk that are still elementary. Oh, Lord, and the spirit is trying to grow us. Watch this. We still haven't heeded instructions to reveal our sins. The Bible says, confess your sins one to another. Haven't heeded it. We ask you what's going on. No, I don't want nobody to know. We try to give you a level of help. No, I don't need nobody in my business. Watch this. The way that you know you've grown when I can confess my sins one to another. And I ain't saying, I ain't saying everybody. Say, Pastor Keith I ain't saying everybody. Because you got to watch out for the folk that are still elementary. I'm sharing this folk with people that have graduated in their walk with God. Oh, Lord, help us today. Somebody say, help us today. Oh, we still can't obey elementary instructions from the spirit. Therefore, never progressing to perfection. I've said this and I say this to many people. The reason why me and Pastor Cole have to call folk out on sin, it's not that we want to shame you. Watch this. We're trying to, somebody say, grow you. And many folk run away from that. That's why I ain't give up on some folk today. I ain't going to give up on you because I want you to grow. Tell your neighbor, I ain't give up on you because I want you to grow. And the problem, watch this, that many believers want to be so deep, but they have yet to do the baby instructions of the spirit. You're trying to be deep. Don't prophesy to me and you don't know how to reconcile with your brother. Don't be telling me about the deep things in the spirit. And you don't even know how to take the deep things to God. Watch this. I need you to understand this. Here's a word of wisdom. The spirit of God can entrust you with instructions for miracles when you're still mad at your neighbor. Watch this. And a lot of church folk like to get mad at their church because they feel like, oh, and the spirit ain't in there. God ain't moving. Maybe you're still mad at your neighbor. The spirit of God can't entrust you with instructions for abundance and you stay with an attitude. You try, you always asking for benevolence and you stay with a little attitude. The spirit of God can't entrust you with instructions for a spouse and you don't even know how to speak to people. I want to be married, Pastor Keith. Can you just help me know how to be married? Learn how to speak to folk. God ain't going to give you nobody and you don't know how to speak to folk. Somebody say baby instructions. And watch this. These instructions are to prepare you. Watch this. Oh, for the miracles. They're to prepare you for the abundance. They're to prepare you for the spouse. Oh, somebody say he's trying to prepare me. Oh, that's good news to me, y'all. Ah, somebody say it don't work like that. Watch this. If you can't be faithful over the first instructions, 
God will never give you further instructions. I don't want to hear nothing deep from you until you get the first things right. God ain't going to entrust you with this further stuff in God until you get the first things right. And this is why it's not that your pastor ain't got no power. It's not that your church ain't got no power. Maybe you're still operating on elementary instruction. And see, God ain't like the world. And Miss Smith will tell you, they start promoting these babies and they still ain't past certain things. And watch this, they do them a disservice. Because once they get to a certain grade level, the promotion stops. And all of a sudden they get kicked out of school. Because somebody promoted them and they were not prepared. Somebody say, first things first. So watch this. This is why we're reminded in Matthew 25, 23 that we must be faithful over a few things before we can be ruler over much. In other words, move to perfection in him. And this is one of the reasons why we need the instructions of the spirit. Because, watch this. Notice what um, it says in our, Jesus says in our foundational text. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into, somebody say, all. Oh, all the truth. Because it is by God's spirit's ability to both teach us and give us revelation concerning all God's truth. And here's what I want you to understand. I know the Bible says in Ephesians 4.11, he gave some. The Bible talks about he given some apostles, prophets, um, evangelists, and pastors and teachers. Here's what many of us do in this journey. We put the level of accountability on me being perfected in God to a man. Somebody say that gets us in trouble. That will get you in so much trouble. It's, it never says that a man will guide you into all the truth. It says the spirit. And here's what men do. They will say words in such a way to make you believe that they have all truth. And this is why we become so dependent upon somebody say men. And it'll get us somebody say messed up. Ooh, many folk are messed up, messed up, messed up. And watch this. Notice, notice, what, notice what Colossians 1.28 says. The Bible says, in him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Because our perfection in God is determined by the instruction that is poured into us. But here's a word of wisdom. The Holy Spirit both deposits truth and gives us the ability to discern truth. Now that's good news to me. Did y'all hear what I just said? <sighs> Watch this. And the truth that you cannot discern will always make you subject to be deceived. If I don't want to be deceived, somebody say, I need the spirit. I don't need no apostle. I don't need no archbishop. I don't need nobody who's been to the third heavens. Somebody say, I need the spirit. Watch what 1 Corinthians 2.14 says. But the natural man, somebody say man, does not receive the things of the spirit of God for they are foolish to him. Or nor can he know them, but watch this, they are spiritually designed. So I need, I may need a man to break some stuff down. I may need teachers. And Ephesians 4.11 tells me that God gives me teachers. But for this teaching to be deposited in me is one thing. But me for, to be able to discern that teaching is something oh, totally different. Oh, tell your neighbor, I've got to discern. 
And the Spirit already equips us. And this is why. This is how I know a lot of folk don't really listen to the Spirit. Because you got a lot of folk sitting up in churches that are packed being deceived. Because they are not listening. And y'all know sometimes we can sit, and this is why I tell y'all to be like those in Acts 17 11. The Bible says that they were more fair minded than those in Thessalonica, that they searched the scriptures daily to make sure what Paul was saying is true. So, in other words, we've got folk that sit down, they'll, they'll take up an offering, and some don't feel right in my spirit, but when I look around, everybody giving. I'm like, Lord, some ain't right. And then they talk about this and that. They say, oh, no, so that, not that don't sit here, sound good, but it don't sit well with my spirit. But watch this because everybody's shouting. Because everybody giving. I, I, I watch this. I disobey the spirit's voice in my life. And I'm subject, somebody say, to be deceived. I'm trying to help y'all. Y'all need to help some of y'all friends that's being deceived. Somebody say, right now. They in church right now being deceived. Oh, you need the spirit of God in order to discern spiritual things. And that includes God's truth. And it is God's truth. Watch this. This is another reason now I know they ain't listening to the spirit. If you still the same way when I met you three, five years ago, you still ain't learning, you still ain't grow. Listen, I love Mother Alvera. The reason she a mother today is because she's grown in her walk. She'll tell you that. I ain't saying she got it all together, but I've witnessed her growth. And it was not because of a man. Somebody say it was because of the spirit. If you still the same way, I got to, I got to, I don't know if the spirit, it's not about the miracles, it's not about the prophesying. Somebody say, it's their move to perfection. That's how you know folk got a spirit. Don't tell me about no prophesying and you still nasty to your neighbor. So hear this, this is why the instruction of the spirit is so critical. And then I'm done, y'all, notice this. The Bible says, for he will not speak on his own. But he will speak whatever he hears. And he will also declare to you what is to come. I made mention of this earlier in my sermon. But it requires preparation to fulfill the work that God has assigned to our lives. In other words, we need the Spirit's instructions to fulfill God's intentions for our lives. And on the earth, somebody say his purpose. The reason why we need the instruction of the Spirit if you really want to fulfill your purpose, you can go to the conference, you can do all of that, you can sow your seed for somebody to tell you your purpose. No, you need to listen to the Spirit. Somebody say, listen to the Spirit. He'll help you fulfill His purpose. And watch this, I believe one of the saddest tragedies is for God to pour out His Spirit on a believer and that believer never fulfilled God's purpose for their life. Somebody say, that's a waste of the Spirit. It's a waste of the spirit and many of us are going to get to glory and God is going to say, I poured out my spirit on you. But you did not fulfill the purpose on your life. The reason why some of us are so hard on you because we see purpose on your life. We see what you shall be. We see what God can do in you. I'm saying I ain't wasting my spirit for nothing. And watch this, we just celebrated Resurrection Sunday. If you do not fulfill the purpose that God has for your life, You've wasted the sacrifice of Christ and you've wasted the pouring out of his spirit. Somebody say, what a sad tragedy. Watch this. The sad reality is is that we have many believers full of the spirit but fail to fulfill his purpose. All because we fail to receive the spirit's instructions. Consider what our foundational text says concerning the instructions of the spirit of God. The Bible says, 
he will also declare to you what is to come. Why is it significant for the spirit of God to instruct us of the plans of God? Because watch this. The plans of God reveal what our purpose is in fulfilling those plans. Did y'all hear what I just said? So I don't walk walk this journey aimlessly. God says, I'm going to lay out before you what is to come. I'm going to reveal my plans for you. And now that you know my plans that I have for you, watch this. It now lets me know where I fit in God's grand scheme of things. Oh, that's good news to me, y'all. I don't know about y'all, but that's good news to me. Ah, In other words, this is why throughout scripture, it makes mention of after revealing God's plans, the Bible will say that for this very reason, our purpose did I send them. We find this concerning the Lord in Acts chapter 26. You can write it down. It's in the book. You can find this concerning um, Tishikas in Ephesians um, chapter 6. And it speaks of this concerning Onesimus and Philemon um, chapter 1. It says God lays out his plans. And then the Bible says, for this very reason have I sent thee. In other words, God says, I'm going to lay out my plans so that you know where you fit in my plans. So that my purpose might be fulfilled. That's good news to me, y'all. That means, watch this. For believers that struggle with the Lord's purpose for their life may need to posture themselves to receive the Lord's instructions. Somebody say, I got to posture myself. Can you go to the next slide? You got to ask yourself, am I postured to hear the Spirit's instructions? I got to ask myself this, and I'm going to talk about this next week. How do we, how do we posture ourselves? And I got to ask myself, am I positioned now to heed the Spirit's instruction? Because you know you can hear, but not be in a position to heed. Whew, that's a whole nother sermon. Because your ability to hear and heed the wisdom of the Spirit of the Lord, watch this, will determine his ability to tell you well done. If you want God to tell you well done, you've got to hear and heed his wisdom. Somebody say, I want to hear him say, well done. God will only say well done to those that fulfill his purpose. He don't care how well you sing, because if you ain't fulfill your purpose, that singing don't matter. He don't care how good you are. Are putting and stringing words together up on the pulpit if you have not fulfilled his purpose. You've got preachers that God will not say well done to. You got psalmists that God will not say well done to. You got intercessors. Watch this. That God will not say well done to. Because they never fulfilled his purpose. Our prayer must be likewise to what Paul prayed concerning those at the church at Thessalonica. 2 Thessalonians 1.11. Watch what he says. Therefore we also pray always for you. That God will count you worthy of this calling. And fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness. That means... You can be operating in a calling and God not find you worthy of that calling unless you fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness. You will never be worthy. He will never say well done. And you will never fulfill God's good pleasure. Somebody say purpose. Void of the instructions from the spirit of God. And this is why we need instructions from the, from the spirit so that we can fulfill God's purpose. I don't want God to pour out his spirit on us and not give the glory. Say some things you didn't do. I tried to tell you by way of my spirit what I need you to get done. You never did it. He can't tell me well done. And that's a sad tragedy, y'all. The reasons why so many believers are hindered on their journey in God 
is because so many believers do not hear or heed the instructions from the Spirit of God. Brandon and Sam, you can come. And these instructions are not up for discussions, but our walks in God are dependent upon these instructions. Therefore, it's critical for every believer to be open to receive the instructions from the Spirit and obey those instructions. And because these instructions, watch this, they prepare us for the journey ahead. That's good. Oh, if I don't say nothing else, y'all, that's good to me. Because to know that God says there's some stuff, watch this, that the enemy is prepared for you. But I'm going to give you instructions so you can be prepared for him. There's some stuff that God has prepared for you. But he says, I'm going to prepare. I know that when it comes your way, me and my wife are trying to navigate something now. In an economy that looks like everybody saying, don't buy no home. We feel the tugging of God to say, no, prepare yourself. Watch this, God has already prepared us. We were talking about some stuff, and I was like, Lord, this Lord uh, opened up this door this year. I'm like, why he didn't open it up years before? Because he said, I knew I had something that I needed to prepare you for. Somebody say it's by his spirit. Ooh, that's good news to me, y'all, that, that he prepares us. And then he also wants to perfect us. I don't want to get saved, and I'm still doing elementary stuff. I'm still doing the stuff that the world is doing. You still cussing out folk because they cut you off in the, in, in the road. Somebody say, God's still working on me. I ain't cussing, but God's still working on me. I don't like when folk cut me off. It was, some, it was a man who almost hit my kids. I almost lost it, y'all. But I'm so glad that he's perfecting me because it could have been another way. Me, watch, me and Steve talk about this um, quite often. Steve, a big boy. And Steve could tell some folk up. But God is perfecting you. Right, that's what we want to see in God. And the other thing is God wants to fulfill. Watch this. He wants you to fulfill the purpose that he has for your life. And it's all because of instructions. Many of us listen to men more than we listen to the spirit of God. And somebody say we're going to be in a world of mess. We're going to be in a world of mess. If I put our trust in men. I think I see something even greater in the text. And I'm done y'all. Notice what verse 14 of our foundational text declares. He will glorify me because he will take from what is mine and declare to you. In other words, Jesus is saying that the instructions of the spirit ensures that we are partakers with Christ. In other words, he says he will take from what is mine and declare to you. We become joint heirs with Christ. And I don't know if y'all know the text, but Romans 8 and 17 say, If children and heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, and if indeed we suffer with him, that we also may be glorified together. In other words, if you really want God to be proud of you, if you really want to get praise from the Father, you've got to heed his instructions from the Spirit. God says that the very praise that I heaped upon my son, I will heap upon you. I know Juanita Bynum had this song Pour my love out on you I pour my praise But God says I'll pour my praise out on you When you heed my instructions From my spirit That's good news It's something when a father can tell you I'm proud of you And God says the, It's not that you followed this church It's not that you followed this apostle It's not that you did all this stuff But that you followed my instructions Let us stand to our feet And it makes no sense to understand the purpose of instructions and not posture ourselves for instructions. I need y'all to be here next Sunday. 
I'm going to talk about that. If not, watch it online. Watch the replay. We've got to posture ourselves for instruction. Father, we thank you. Whatever you fail to heed the Lord's um, spirit's instructions concerning, get that on your heart. Father, forgive us now. Ooh, me and my wife talk about it quite often. We were in rebellion to God's spirit for many years because we wanted to please man rather than God. Sometimes we don't coin it that way, but that's really what it is. Forgive us, God, we pray. God, you told us by your spirit what you desire for us to do. But God, we've been in rebellion with you. We repent now, God, we pray. Help us, God, we now know your purpose. We won't be full of pride. We won't be full of procrastination, God, for we know your purpose for these instructions, God, we pray. Thank you, God, that you prepare us. The enemy can beat us up no longer. It's not because we don't have any power. It's because we were not prepared. Prepare us, God, we pray. By your spirit, God, if we need to sit somewhere and receive your instructions, God, calls us to do that. God, prepare us, we pray. Prepare us for every work that you've assigned to our hands. Prepare us, God, for the warfare, God, that will be um, endured. And prepare us, God, for the walk ahead of us. Prepare us by your spirit. Somebody shout, prepare me. And God, I, I thank you now, God, that you will perfect us. We are tired of seeing elementary Christians. We are tired, God. Folk that still can't forgive their neighbors. Folk that still keep an attitude. God, forgive us, God, we pray. God, we don't even know how to make our requests known unto you. We're elementary in the spirit. But grow us up and graduate us now, God, we pray. Help us, God, to be all that you called us to be. Perfect us now. We don't want to wait to glory. Somebody say, perfect me. And God, we thank you now, God, that we will be a people. Everyone under the sound of my voice will be a people that will fulfill your purpose. We will not waste the sacrifice of your son. We will not waste the spirit that has been poured out unto us. But God, we will fulfill your purpose, God, we pray. Reveal your plans unto us, God, that we may know where we fit in your plans and fulfill your purpose. We thank you, God, and we honor you. And we desire the praise from you. We've been seeking praise from everyone else but you. God, we want you to be proud of us. We want to be partakers with Christ. We want the praise of our Father. And every believer that believes, every believer that desires, every believer that has the Spirit within them and wants the Spirit to speak to them, say thank God and amen. Give God a hand clap of praise. I'm going to ask Pastor Cole to take us further in this service. If you got anything out of the word, give God another hand clap of praise. I'm confident that you didn't stumble upon this podcast by accident because God is sovereign. And whenever our sovereign God sends us a message for a reason, he wants us to respond. My prayer is that you respond by allowing the word to be planted in you so that it produces God's will for your life. Until next time, strive to not simply come to church, but to become the church.